Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on a funny path of life. 635. <clears throat> I'm not sure what is going through me or what has gone through me, but there was definitely something in my stomach uh, churning. Something. <laughs> Fatal. Anywho, didn't feel that great yesterday. I actually had trouble eating, which I don't remember that happening. <laughs> actually, when I went to COVID, it was just like didn't have a lot of energy, but it was not an issue like eating. But something in the inside was aching, so did not eat much yesterday evening after mass. Uh, <coughs> And I know the question on everybody's lips. Did you share the albergue yesterday? Did somebody come at the 11th hour? And the answer is no. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I had this awesome nook to myself. You know, it's just, just a wonderful place. I'm really 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 surprised uh yeah just really being tired of what i was yesterday and uh, you know i met marcel and who you know led me in and all that stuff i was surprised to be the only one actually <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> and even like when i when i came back from church i wasn't sure that you know, I was like, well, you know, maybe somebody has come by then, but no. <clears throat> and though it was, you know, unlikely after mass that somebody would come, I mean, on the Camino, you never know. Somebody could have had a hell of a day getting lost, who knows? Or, you know, like uh, so many, like in life, you know, so many things can happen that could put a stick in your spokes, yeah? Anywho. So, grandas de Salime, Casa Sanchez. <coughs> very good, very good, my little app. Again, would I, maybe I'll listen to the beginning of the, my recording to find out if you can hear what my GPS is saying. My guess is no. Somehow, I don't know why we'd say that. Okay. All right. So, I can put that phone back in my pocket. Anyway, small town, Grandas de Saline, but Casa Sanchez, I mean, wow. What a little gem. What a little gem. I'm really blown away that it's not more popular, you know? So close to the town, yet far away, beautiful garden, though I spent most of my time inside. But really, really, really wonderful to have had the place to myself. Yeah, it really felt like a treat. I think I've mentioned about, you know, this interesting newly found interaction with the church again, going to Mass. Uh, and valuing 
taking the time apart. And to me, I think my understanding as of now of the church is it's investing in a material bridge to connect me with uh, my spirituality, I guess, even though, you know, I don't really believe in the technicalities of what's happening during Mass. But taking part of it, going there, I think symbolically it is relevant to me. And uh, it, it just makes sense to take a break, you know, from everything outside. Everything is, you know, whether I'm walking, it's in nature, you know, watching something or listening to something, talking to people, food, shower, you know, everything is so much outward. And then going inside a church, there is an intention to, for introspection, for contemplation, for something more abstract. <laughs> and uh, so we're going a little uphill. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to finish my thought on the church before going to my physical uh, well-being. So, yeah, I, I, I think symbolically it's interesting. Assuming this is right, yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to look because I don't see, I don't see, uh, uh, where the freaking, oh, here's a zipper. Okay. Interesting. I just don't see where well, maybe. Okay. Okay. Anyway, it shows me two trails, but I don't see one here. So we'll see. I think I'm good. <coughs> so anyway, I. Oh, okay. Here it is. I see it now. Okay. Yes, Mappy, I don't question you. I just didn't see it. Dawn has broken but it's still dark. So, uh, so yeah, I do plan. I do plan to, to keep going to church for sure. I do see the point. Again, that's the only option that I have. Uh, you know, I don't believe in the whole, there's just so much things about we're right, everybody else is wrong. The whole black and white, I just don't, I don't buy it anymore, you know. And even more, I'm more and more skeptical about myself as well when I go into the that kind of a judging mode of categorizing things. Uh, it's just not that interesting and it's not that useful. Anywho. So yeah, do plan to keep going to church. I don't have to agree with it all, but making that step, taking that measure, that action, that physical move in that direction, I see it, oh, I'm going to unclip my belt here. I see it as meaningful, so I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> so how am I feeling? Uh, I'm feeling okay. You know, it's uh, it's going to be, it's early to tell. You know, it's a 38-kilometer day, so it's, uh, it's a long day with uh, 
some decent elevation. I'm not sure. That might actually possibly be my day with the biggest elevation. I will have to look, but it's going to be decent. So we shall see. We shall see. Uh, I kind of uh, remember a little bit from, you know, the walk with uh, Isaac and then uh, Monse that we had with a dam and Presa. It's a dam in Spanish, Presa, or maybe it's Presa, not Presa. Don't remember. So yeah, it's going to be up and down, but we'll see. Like I said, I do plan to walk it if it is physically possible. Uh, and do plan to honor my reservation. So we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out as I go along. So the day is kind of open. I have no idea how that's going to turn out. But, uh, you know, feel good. I mean, lay down by 8.30 last night. <laughs> so I've been in bed. I get woken up like around close to midnight where people above me, so I'm not sure... If it's like people renting an apartment or if there was a volunteer or what. But uh, they ended up having eating around midnight. And uh, the weather was not that bad. They were not that loud, you know. But I was a little bugged because it was like midnight. And uh, it's like uh, thinking, don't you know that there's somebody else below you? Anyhow. So I almost considered getting up and kind of, hey, guys, I'm, I'm here below. I can hear you. I like to be able to get some rest and then of course very quickly i was like no 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 nothing to complain about so i did shut the window you know i mean being in summer it's about the only way that you have to have the only way to get air conditioning but uh i, I shut that and i walk walk up around i don't remember exactly when a little bit later and then i open that window again and then they were done so but I had plenty of, uh, I guess it was eight hours. Yeah, I had eight hours of bedtime. And then I realized when the alarm went on at 4.30, I put the snooze button. But after a few seconds, I was like, I'm good, I'm up. So it was wonderful to do my whole morning routine and then no noise to the, the town was silent, ghost-like, so it was awesome. And of course, this morning I wasn't going to be spending as much time. Obviously, I cut, I cut it by half an hour in my my language practice because of uh, I don't I don't uh, take shortcut on the yoga and on a sitting meditation. But the language was like, you know, today I have a this is a you know, it's going to be around. Yeah, it's going to be nine nine hours, maybe ten hours. So we'll see. So my guess uh, between three and five, the window of arriving. I think the weather is going to be great today. So I was really blown away yesterday, but how cool. I mean, cool. It was not hot. It was warm, but it was not hot. It was like, I'm, I'm good to go. People talking about how hot it is, and I'm like, Great. If that's hard for you guys, I'm I'm good. Then I love it. Uh, definitely my kind of uh, my kind of weather. You know, when I found that place yesterday, at one point I realized I made the wrong turn, 
And then uh, instead of uh, backtracking, I realized that even though it was going to be on the side of the road, it was kind of paralleling the trail, and eventually I was going to have an option to rejoin. So I kept going, and then getting 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 more and more tired. <coughs> and uh, then when I got that uh, linking piece of road to taking me from the road back to the trail, I found this place right there by on the asphalt, uh, which was basically away from the road. But if somebody was to come and drive and park the car, there was one. I was basically on that way, but I'm like, fuck it, because it was nice and there was a tree over and nice shade. So I just lay down there and I took two nap and was tired. So, so we shall see, you know, definitely no rush. I mean, I have a reservation, so I don't need to, to sweat it. Uh, I have my I have my lunch when my breakfast really I didn't I had a big uh, big coffee and then one yogurt this morning that's it which is the first time really on this Camino where I'm not having breakfast but the stomach is still uh, squeamish so we'll just take a break you know in the next uh, I guess we'll see we shall see what I have in me this is a beautiful trail right here from the get go. Living Grandas de Salime in the pine, you have a lot of pine needles blanketing the trail with, of course, some stones and rocks. Uh, yeah, now, now it is. Now we can see oh, the sun. I don't see the sun quite yet. I'm sure it's not far behind. Being that early, even with La Mesa, which is why I stayed last time, which is around what, 16 kilometers or so ahead. I don't think, uh, well, at least a good hour, <laughs> we shall see, that I'm not going to see anybody. So this one will not remain a trail for long. Then it's going to be asphalt for quite a while, if I'm not mistaken. So, But this is gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, you know, just considering that, I guess I get either the 16 today, something like that. You know, finishing my third month, and then to have been able to, you know, to go on without any really hiccups. Hiccups. What a what a cute little word, a hiccup. Yeah. Uh, Nothing serious happening. And then we shall see here, but it doesn't look like it's going to be that big of a deal either. Though I did contemplate yesterday, you know, staying here a couple of days actually, because of how I felt. <laughs> and then was like, well, Anthony, you're going ahead of yourself here. Just spend the night, you know. See, if you feel worse in the morning, it's one thing, but let's just play by ear. Yeah, don't get ahead of yourself. So, onward I go. Yeah, to not get attached. And anywho, you know, the place that was wonderful, and it was, you know, in Casa Sanchez, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I know that it, it, it is not an answer. It is not uh, uh, 
a recipe from a momentary pleasurable condition to a permanent state of well-being. Those have nothing to do together. So, and I know, you know, I'm learning, one of the things that I'm learning for myself is to be in motion is important. There's, there's no question that sedentarism, oh, this is gorgeous here, looking at the mountains. It is a windmill, they're already going up here. Anyhow, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I've really enjoyed uh, <coughs> being nestled in nature. So, about sedentarism, you know, I've learned that to be on the move has really been something that uh, has been meaningful. I have no idea how, you know, sustainable in the long, long term. I mean, you know, three or four months is one thing. But, you know, like in my case, maybe maybe a combination. There, This is me extrapolating here, throwing out a hypothesis that, you know, maybe when spring come to take off for a while and then eventually maybe having a combination of a semi-sedentary, semi-nomadic lifestyle. Because I also do, uh, I think there's a place for both. So, and who knows, you know, who knows. But I have to say in terms of my energy, uh, I guess the closest thing that I have to compare it with is my time in uh, Conil, you know, almost a year and a half there. And uh, I was losing my juice at the end, you know. The, and of course, the main reason for being there was Pilar, you know, so it was like, well, that, that has something to do with it, too. You know, it was for somebody else. I just wanted to to be as close to her as I could. And there was uh, the one that makes the most sense. I do have to say, though, you know, eventually the relationship grew with Urban. And then, like I told him, you know, I was... Eventually, I chose to stay there because of him. And I was actually considering committing myself. That was actually part of my... Uh, my impetus behind uh, doing the Camino, Via de la Plata, was to to extract, to extricate, extricate, I like that, to extricate myself from the environment and then to do a real retreat, a walking retreat, and to find out if what I was feeling was accurate, you know, far from the eyes, was it far from the heart too or not? And if that was the case, if what I felt was really true, then I was willing to, and I was open to commit myself to being like, this is going to be my home, you know. I'm going to be here helping to take care of Urban. I was even considering, you know, as he was getting older, to be able to assist him more. So, and of course, we all know how it all turned out in the end. But uh, regardless, regardless. So I'm curious, you know, I'm realizing, I think, uh, kind of, uh, I think I'm more in touch with what flows, you know, with what makes sense. 
not because of uh, interest, not because of what I have to gain from it. It's not a quid pro quo, but what my natural state of uh, osmosis yes, is, you know. And I think what's missing in my is my state of uh, symbiotic well-being. So it's obvious that, you know, that kind of independence I'm not interested and in, it doesn't make any sense. I'm not independent. I am so interconnected with so many people. I am part of this human community. I'm not a survivor. I'm not that kind of person that just will like, uh, like uh, Ted Kaczynski. And even him wasn't completely isolated. And I'm not talking about his fanaticism, you know, his ideology. Uh, but, uh, you know, being in nature and, you know, though I do love it, but, you know, at the end of the day, a shower, a bed, and then uh, modern conveniences, you know, though I don't need many, but they are more than welcome. They, they actually do feel nurturing too, like, uh, like nature does. And again, between, uh, so nature and uh, urbanization and between solitude and community, I think it's kind of just learning, you know, at 50 years old, uh, refining, keep learning about what makes sense. You know, wh where is that balance? How am I getting in that middle way? You know, how am I finding my middle way? And uh, I realize, you know, in the end that no amount of books will, will give me the answer. You know, so far I have not met anybody who knew more about myself than I do. Though, you know, I'm always open and I'm always curious to see that <clears throat> if it is at all possible that one day I might find <clears throat> somebody I might call a teacher or my spiritual director or my guide, my life guide or whatever you want to call it, you know, somebody who would show me that there is something they can offer me that I can't myself, you know. I was reflecting about marijuana yesterday because that's about the, the about the hardcore, the only hardcore drug <coughs> that I've done. And, uh, you know, realizing, man, you know, if I was smoking, I would get along so much better with people. And I'm like, yeah, but at what price? You know, I don't want that. You know, I am, I am who I am. And uh, I have a fucked up, however socially awkward, whatever it is that makes me, you know, it's to hide it, you know, to, to be ashamed of it, or whatever it is that they may attempt to do, to put it away, it doesn't work, because you cannot not be who you are, and you cannot not have the luggage you have, so you can try to self-medicate, you can try to hide, and try to compensate, but in the end, you know, you're going to have to go through it. It is part of it is part of my path. There is something that it symbolizes. It means something, and there is something to be learned from that. And uh, regardless how many years or whether I go to my grave with it, in the end, it is my path. Who I am, my identity, you know, the understanding of who I am in this mysterious life. And uh, it is not about sunset or sun uh, thunderstorm. You know, it just it just is what it is. And when you start to compare yourself less with others, 
you know oh there's a steep area here oh i guess it's gonna be a here we go now we're going back on the asphalt <coughs> oh spider web here anyway there was a wonderful little forest start reminiscing of montserrat when i left the the albergue it was a very nice walk until you eventually get to this asphalt for like about eight kilometers of asphalt yes thank you my little app all right and let's see how long that's going to be tell me tell me my pee. Cinco kilometros, eh? here we go. Oh yeah, and there's a cafe too, where we stopped to have a, a coffee. And then we met Federico there with uh, Anna, the gal from uh, Catalonia. Hold on a second, what are you doing? Am I not? Okay, here we go, you good? Okay, all right. It froze, of course. Let me. Oh, Pola and the other. Sorry, guys. Pola de Alande. I'm going to be losing coverage soon. So, anywho. <coughs> I know. Thank you. Yeah, at one point there would be no service here. So, I, uh, I want to make sure that I have my backward GPS set up. Anywho, yeah, very quiet Saturday morning in Asturias. We are in Asturias now. I did pass that imaginary rock line where there were those little stones that were lined up on the road to separate Asturias from Galicia. So, <coughs> so I'm actually more than halfway now on this Camino, even though halfway is a, a relative term because I didn't do the last 50 kilometers. So 330, that's 280. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But uh, after today, so today Pola de Allende, then Campiello, then Bodena, yeah? And then uh, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. I don't know. I'm debating about uh, Astorga, about going to that place again. Oh, there is a Donativo a few kilometers after. So I'm kind of debating mass, basically. That's what I'm debating. Uh, and then staying in Astorga in that hospederia, which I really like. And it's right there by the cathedral, or to go past. Anyway, we'll see. Mirador de Salimi. Yeah, Pola de Allende, you are a long way. Oh, Berducedo, okay. <coughs> anyway, well, 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 beautiful morning. All right, what else? Oh, my goodness. The Tinder Swindler. So I was realizing yesterday I didn't really want to watch a movie, so 
but uh, something of a documentary where I didn't have to look at the screen the whole time. And I remembered about the whole Tinder swindler. I'm like, well, let me check it out. You know, I had no idea what it was about. Well, kind of like a scam type deal, but I didn't quite know the extent. So if you don't want to know more about it, I guess you'll just stop the podcast now. But, and I'm, I, guess, I think more than likely maybe more women than men know about it. I don't know. I just had never heard about it. But that's not telling much since uh, I don't do social media and, uh, you know, and uh, I'm not in touch at all with all that stuff. It's about this Jewish guy who conned all these women out of millions of dollars by making them believe that he loved them and that he was a billionaire, the, the heir of a, uh, what do you call it, the, the heir of a magnet, magnum of, no, magnum, mag, uh, magnet. Of a, of a diamond company. Anywho, interesting. <laughs> Made me think of Catch Me If You Can. Those people who, uh, yeah, who just have a, they have a gift for that. You know, they have that ability and, uh, you know, knowing what to say, what to do to make people feel a certain way and then luring them in. And then, uh, quite impressive. And of course, I can appreciate, you know, you know, if you feel like you're in love, if you have that feeling, yeah, there will be a lot of things that you will do for it. You know, it's not, you're not too much in a reason anymore. And there could be a mix of things because he gave the appearance very successfully that he was a wealthy man. So it was very convincing, quite impressive, you know, interesting, interesting guy with an interesting mind. And uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the documentary. Uh, actually, for me, one of the things that I got out of it, and it's not the first time, but thinking that maybe this idea of love is a disease, you know, it's this kind of drug, it's this kind of unhealthy thing, that it's not at all what we think it is, you know, that it's also a very selfish, manipulative, you know, kind of need to feel a certain way, and you need that other person to feel that, and... Uh, <laughs> And maybe some of it has to do about, you know, a hole that you have, you know, something that you feel unfulfilled in your life. And of course, you know, I'm talking about myself. And, uh, you know, since Pilar, it's definitely a thought that I started to creep up more and more. It never used before. I never questioned it. I always took it for granted that, you know, love was a pinnacle of everything. To find that person with whom you would have that. And I have already mentioned that I'm still not ruling it out, but I have the feeling it was to happen. It would, but it would be the, the connection would happen on a different level. It would not be on a material plane, which I know sounds fucking hooky, hooky. It sounds so silly, sounds so esoteric, even to me as I am uttering those words, you know. Because I have not yet really experienced that parallel state of being to have a different understanding about my identity or who I think I am and to experience a different state of being. I've read and I've heard about it. You know, Ram Dass talks, talks about, oh my goodness, there is somebody, Jesus Christ. But uh, <coughs> that is not... Uh, 
Hola, hola. Buenos días. That is, that is not, uh, I have not had the experience. And again, that very interest, you know, that very maybe attraction to the idea could be as problematic as the thing itself. You know, the world of idea, the world of thoughts, emotions, is a very interesting one, you know, in terms of how one defines oneself within those parameters. And I'm definitely becoming more and more conscious of that, whatever that means, that it is not that useful either. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm all that nihilism that seems to define a lot of my life. It's like, yeah, that doesn't work for me, but I don't have a substitute. You know, I, I keep reducing, I keep subtracting, but I just, uh, what am I, I'm, I'm not replacing it with anything else, you know. I mean, here I am, you know, five years into my, uh, I mean, I realize it's more than three years, my nomadic lifestyle, it's, um, you know, in November, it will be, uh, I will start my sixth year. I mean, since my divorce, when I left the home, when I just packed my car and then took off. <laughs> yeah, I've had a shelter, I've had a roof over my head. But it has not been my home. I have not had my home. You know, I have not had my family. Uh, and then after 2019, I have not had a job. You know, so after 2019, uh, because there was a good insurance, you know, the trucking definitely offers something decent for that. Well, it is all relative in the U.S. when you talk about health insurance. But... Uh, uh, No health insurance. So, you know, it's like I, I have really been reducing, I've been subtracting, you know. And of course, since 2019, you know, no more income. Though, you know, you know, Urban gave me a few hundred euros and actually uh, Edu, you know, gave me a few hundred euros for taking care and running the Alberghi by myself for the three weeks. And I was surprised. And somehow I just made a silly quick calculation realizing, you know, uh, there was so much more money compared to what, uh, what Edu gave me. But then again, in both cases, then, uh, then Urban, I mean. But in both cases, he was surprised and I didn't expect anything. And it didn't matter, you know. So it's like those things are happening, you know, and they don't really make sense. But once they've taken place, there is like an inertia to them where I have not had any energy or any reason to change them or to feel worried about it or to feel like I had to do something, that I had to intervene because something else is taking place. And um, Eckhart Tolle this morning was talking about, you know, the renunciation uh, a sannyasin, a renunciant, you know, which is uh, in Hindu, in, in India. Well, I'm sure it's not the same anymore, but it used to be, you know, that you have a you have a period of your life where you're a family caretaker and you do those things, and then as you get older, you give away everything, you know, to your children or whatever, the business or whatever it is, and then you become a wanderer, a beggar, you know. Then it's that part is over, and you move on to something else. Richard Rohr talked about that too. And, you know, talking about first stage of your life, it's outward, it's material. You create 
the structure, a mainframe hardware, and you build this thing, and then eventually you move on, and then then it becomes introspective, and it's on the inside that you end up building something, not physically anymore. And uh, I have no idea, you know, in my case, what it is, because I can't, you know, I can't compare it with anything else. Uh, I have not read it. I haven't met anybody, you know. And I'm not saying I'm unique, you know. But the flavor of that dish that is what my life has become is definitely unique for me from my limited, you know, uh, my insignificant perspective. I don't have other reference point. And... Uh, Yeah, and it's like, hmm, I have no idea. I have no idea. Basically, yeah, I have no idea, meaning if what I'm doing is a step up or not. Meaning, in a thinking realm, I am not able to do anything with it. Uh, on the inside, or I guess at a different place in myself, I feel very comfortable with it. If anything, I feel more comfortable than I ever have. So I don't have uh, reasoning for it. I can't justify it. But yet, my sense of well-being, my sense of being in and of itself, is has become more relevant and, I would say, more developed than my reasoning. I'm not even sure if that's true. It just feels like it is. Which is really weird because my, my reasoning muscle, I have worked on it for so long, so many years. <laughs> and then this one, the, the kind of feeling my way and I'm not even sure how to express what it is that's happened to me. What all those stumbling blocks, all those things that have taken place, I can't explain that process. But it has been irresistible. I mean, it's not even funny. It's not even black and white. It's like when Glenda told me, you know, about the divorce after my initial shock, it was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> I mean, there was a complete surrendering into that and being like, yeah, that's done. And then, and then the same with work. And it was like, yep. Losing the insurance, yep. And then being on a Camino and being like, yeah, we'll figure it out. I don't have to have a plan. It has been, it's been fascinating. So I guess in a sense, you could say, I have experienced a different quality of Anthony. You know, uh, kind of a surrender. I'm not even sure if surrendering is right but just a different kind of Anthony that is just flowing with things, that is not conditionalizing life. You know, if things are that way, it's okay. If not, not. It's like, yeah. So in a way, it's kind of like the yes man, you know, uh, Jim Carrey. You know, just saying yes. And I think it's not just saying yes to anything. But even then, words are just like, ah, oh, they're just, they're messy. They look like intertwined. It's just a mess. It's, it doesn't do it justice. 
in terms of what it feels like or why why is it that at this juncture in my life those things are happening but uh, to always look for a way to make sense of them in such a way that you accept it instead of feeling like a victim or that it is not just or right that it is exactly that that it is exactly right that there are no accident and then there is something for you to benefit regardless you know regardless whether it feels like 20 steps backward or not because until that skin is really well and dry it's just not ready to come off and it's like there is nothing to worry about things are unraveling in their own way and to appreciate the fact that i am clueless as to what that is that i am not in charge that i'm not the one running the show but that i am just this interesting cog in that big machine and to not worry about the man behind the curtain sun is over there and to surrender to that part to the mystery and to become less important less relevant you know and to put less stock in that in that entity in that understanding of anthony and i'm still holding on you know i still want to work on that idea about uh, that i can experience life as an anthony in a different way you know that i am nowhere near the end of what can be experienced in life as this anthony this individual And I think also, you know, listening to Ramdas is kind of driving some of that home because some of it resonates so much. And though I would have trouble to extrapolate from it, I could kind of tell you what I heard, but it's what it felt like. And it's not so much intellectual. And it is way more emotional. I guess I would dare to call it emotional intelligence, you know, in terms of this intellectual uh, resonance. So, but that's plenty, plenty, plenty for now. Uh, I have to remember, I only have one hour uh, on this uh, anchor for each bit before it starts to, before it'll stop me. Anywho, so I'll leave it at that. And then, uh, so let's see, you know, I got about 35 or so, okay, so a long way to go. Let's see what happens. And on that note, my friend, I wish you a beautiful day and uh, maybe later, Gator. Well, finally going down. I had to check it out because it just felt like a, it felt like a good climb. And fair enough, there was a 800, about 800 meters. So I don't know, like 26, 27 or whatever, 100 feet of elevation from Granda de Salimes, Salime. I mean, I remember being a drop, you know, coming from the other way, but man, didn't quite remember it being that much. So that was a good workout. That was a good workout. And, uh, you know, me being me, I, I never want to, 
never want to stop. I'm gonna climb. I mean, I did take two water break, but that's it. And uh, just a bunch of people. That's why. Heck of a climb. So I think uh, in about uh, uh, not very long, I'll be landing in uh, La Mesa. So I'm gonna stop there, take a nice break. Uh, things moving nicely, you know, definitely being mindful of my body. I still have a ways to go, but I think uh, physically wise anyway. That was a that was a most demanding part, and I think I've done uh, most of the climbing really, and that was good. So now it's kind of a drop to La Mesa. Thought I had about Dominique yesterday, and after being in church, thinking about it, and then also reading this morning, like how come I wasn't being honest? You know, how come I didn't? You know, say to myself, like, wow, why did I even stop to chat to connect with somebody that I had not had a good experience with? I don't know. I honestly don't have the answer to that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just now you feel very like uh, awkward, but it's like, but I chose it. She would not have recognized me. I mean, not that she would have remembered me when I came in, you know, but uh, my hat was different. I had a more dramatic hat, my Patagonia, and uh, I had not shaved, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was just my uh, always willingness, you know, to connect, to to look for that was an opportunity, you know, to connect uh, with somebody. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Anywho. Yeah, I think I can see the pass all the way to Verducedo. And then here's La Mesa right down here. That'd be a great great stopping place uh, I'm trying to think because I think I want to have a coke I'll have breakfast obviously I haven't had really anything but the coffee and the yogurt this morning and it is now uh, 10 o'clock yeah 10 o'clock starting at uh, 6 30 and I have done well considering that's a huge climb so let me see where, where I'm at. Uh, I've done 15K. Wow, shit. Seriously? 15K is oh, okay, in three and a half hours. That's very good. That is very good. So my, my pace is good. Taking into account the climb. Yeah. So we'll make it enjoyable. No rush this morning. Keep, uh, be mindful of the stomach. I think people have mentioned you know drinking coke when the stomach is off, so maybe the bubbly stuff. We'll see. I'm almost wishing that the place had a vending machine. I have a feeling the coke is going to be a small one, but that's okay. I'll indulge one way or the other. I'm gonna enjoy a break here. Hmm. 
actually more sun today. Guess was that it? I just wanted to share with you the sense of accomplishment I just got through. Maybe it was. I almost debated about not looking at the data, but I was just curious. I was like, this felt like a good one. And, uh, and it was. Yeah, part of me wonders, you know, what would be the most gain? Well, I guess I think this is going to be today. I think I have, uh, or 500 meters more of up to do. I don't remember exactly what it says, but uh, this might be my day with the most gain in terms of elevation. And I think there's even more drop. So we shall see. That's so far so good, my friend. Another couple ahead of me taking a break on their climb. And on that note, I think I will leave it at that go, guys. So going strong, going good. And let's see where that takes me. All right. We'll try ya. Well, I am showered. Oh. Laundered. I'm spent. I tried a, a recording earlier, but um, it didn't jive. So let's see what this one does. Whew, took a beating today. Oh fuck! Took a beating. I'm gonna have to look up the up and down, but uh, I was good until after. Uh, Berdu Sedo, something like that. And I was fine for a while, but it was this. After Monte Furado, I think it's called. Uh, which is a dying little village. Beautiful, beautifully located on the, on a trail. It's really a cool site. Last time I had seen it, the it was uh, on the way in when it was like blowing the the fog and it was cold. And this, let's just say this was not the same. And, uh, but it was just beautiful the way broken. It was just this few, a plot of few houses surrounded by nothing. Anyhow, it looked very, very uh, picturesque, very Walt Disney like. Anyhow, took a lot of stops, was not able to finish the climb. And one de un golpe no he sido capaz conseguirlo. I just didn't make it. Oh fuck! And then I met this young Frenchman. Was asking for water because my supply was dwindling, and I mean, there was going to be few and far in between the the encounters I was going to have. And you know, he offered, but he had just barely anything at all, and he still had a good. Uh, between one and two hours to make it to Lago, where there is a, a water spot, I know. So, but I made it. I made it slowly but surely. The funny thing was that my legs were not hurting. I just don't understand, but it's like they were, 
there was some kind of inner shit taking over, like they were just losing their will to move. But I didn't have a justification that made sense. Anyway, I don't know. But uh, even now, you know, I mean, I am... Uh, it's actually warm here. I'm, I think I'm on the second floor, at least second or third floor in that albergue in Pola de Allende, in uh, Pola Grino. It's uh, Donativo. They do have a guitar. And it looks like it's going to be even hotter tomorrow. But today was 38. Tomorrow will be 15. So... And actually, even the day after, uh, there's going to be two easy day, And I will take them. I'm going to enjoy. Whew, that was a humbling walk. Something too interesting. You know, when I get to those places where it gets really challenging, I'd start cursing at the trail or Mother Nature or whatever, you know, just being pissed. And... Uh, I never get to that point here. Never did. Never did. It was a humbling walk. But I did it. No taxi. Carried the pack the whole way. We'll see how the body is tomorrow, but uh, I finished strong. It was kind of a nice uh, going along the creek, mostly down. A little bit of up, but mostly down to Pola de Allende. And uh, anyway, I'm here. I thought somehow they were they were offering breakfast, but not dinner. But apparently, they're offering dinner. So I'll uh, I'll go to the store to get uh, fruit for tomorrow. But that's it. I'll leave the rest open. I in a thing in Campiello. Yeah, remember, there's a couple of uh, places which were open. Was it like a week ago? No, that can be. No, no, it can be. It's got to be more than that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But I'm pretty sure there'll be places open tomorrow. And if not, you know what? So be it. It'll be fine. So... I am worn out, I have to say. Estoy hecho polvo. <laughs> it's like I'm turning into powder. <laughs> I am made into powder. Polvo is uh, powder. And HR is hecho. Uh, it's like from hacer, to make. <laughs> In a past tense, hecho polvo. Not echar un polvo, which means to fuck. <laughs> That's a different... They're going to sound the same because the H in Spanish is not pronounced. So, echar un polvo o estar hecho polvo o echa polvo uh, mean two completely different things. But I think I'll leave it at that. I think I'm going to go downstairs because it's warm in here. And so far, uh, <laughs> there are three beds in this room and uh, there are other people here, but... So far, I'm the only one. Jesus, could it be another day where I have the room to myself? I mean, I have company, but wow. You never know. Anyway, glad to be here, tired. And uh, enough for now, so love to you all. Peace, and uh, until later, Gator. Mm-hmm.